Welcome to Michelle Valentin Ministries, where Jesus is still on the throne. This is the Tuesday, February 25th, 2020 edition, and to God be all the praise. I'm so excited that you are here with me today, and we're going to be reading in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 12. 1 Samuel chapter 12. So let's just get started with prayer, and then we're going to go into the word. Dear Heavenly Father, I lift up each and every one here today. Father, I ask you to fill them afresh with your Holy Spirit, Lord God. Open up their eyes, open up their blind eyes in the name of Jesus that they may see what you want them to see. Hallelujah, all around them, Lord God. Show them the wisdom that they're looking for. Give them wisdom, Lord God. Give them instruction in the name of Jesus. Keep them in perfect peace because that's what your word says. If we keep our eyes stayed on you, then we will have perfect peace. So I give you, th- I thank you, I praise you, we give you all the glory and honor in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. First Samuel chapter 12, excuse me, yes, First Samuel chapter 12. And Samuel said unto all Israel, Behold, I have hearkened unto your voice in all that ye said unto me, and have made a king over you. And now, behold, the king walketh before you, and I am old and gray-headed, and behold, my sons are with you. And I have walked before you from my childhood unto this day. Behold, here I am, witness against me before the Lord and before his anointed. Whose ox have I taken, or whose ass have I taken, or whom have I defrauded? Whom have I oppressed, or whose hand have I received any bribe to blind mine eyes therewith? And I will restore it to you. And they said, Thou hast not defrauded us, nor oppressed us, neither hast thou taken aught of any man's hand. And he said unto them, The Lord is witness against you, and is anointed as witness this day, that ye have not found aught in my hand. And they answered, He is witness. And Samuel said unto the people, It is the Lord that that advanced Moses and Aaron, and that brought your fathers up out of the land of Egypt. Now therefore stand still, that I may reason with you before the Lord of all the righteous acts of the Lord, which he did to you and to your fathers. When Jacob was come into Egypt, and your fathers cried unto the Lord, then the Lord sent Moses and Aaron, which brought forth your fathers out of Egypt, and made them dwell in this place. And when they forgot the Lord their God, he sold them into the hand of Sisera, captain of the host of Hazor, and into the hand of the Philistines, and into the hand of the king of Moab, and they fought against them. And they cried unto the Lord and said, We have sinned because we have forsaken the Lord, and have served Balaam and Ashtaroth. But now deliver us out of the hand of our enemies, and we will serve thee. And the Lord sent Jerubael, and Baden, uh, Baden, and Jephthal, and Samuel, and delivered you out of the hand of your enemies on every side, and ye dwelled safe. And when ye saw that Nahash, the king of the children of Ammon, came against you, ye said unto me, Nay, but a king shall reign over us, when the Lord your God was your king. Now therefore, behold, the king whom ye have chosen, and whom ye have desired, and behold, the Lord hath set a king over you. If ye will fear the Lord, and serve him, and obey his voice, and not rebel against the commandment of the Lord, then shall both ye and also the king that reigneth over you continue following the Lord your God. But if ye will not obey the voice of the Lord, but rebel against the commandment of the Lord, then shall the hand of the Lord be against you, as it was your fathers, as it was against your fathers. Now therefore stand and see this great thing which the Lord will do before your eyes. 
Is it not wheat harvest today? I will call unto the Lord and he shall send thunder and rain that ye may perceive and see that your wickedness is great, which ye have done in the sight of the Lord in asking you a king. So Samuel called unto the Lord and the Lord sent thunder and rain that day. And all the people greatly feared the Lord and Samuel. And all the people said unto Samuel, pray for thy servants unto the Lord thy God, they uh, that we die not for we have added unto our unto all our sins this evil to ask us a king and Samuel said unto the people fear not ye have done all this wickedness yet turn not aside from following the Lord but serve the Lord with all your heart and turn ye not aside for then should ye go after vain things which cannot profit nor deliver for they are vain for the Lord will not forsake his people for his great name's sake because it hath pleased the Lord to make you his people Moreover, as for me, God forbid that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you, but I will teach you the good and the right way. Only fear the Lord and serve him in truth with all your heart, for consider how great things he hath done for you. But if ye shall still do wickedly, ye shall be consumed, both ye and your king. First Samuel chapter 13. Saul reigned one year, and when he had reigned two years over Israel, Saul chose him three hundred men of Israel, whereof two thousand were with Saul in Michmash and in Mount Bethel, and a thousand were with Jonathan and Gibeah of Benjamin, and the rest of the people he sent every man to his tent. And Jonathan smote the garrison of the Philistines that was in Geba, and the Philistines heard of it. And Saul blew the trumpet throughout all the land, saying, Let the Hebrews hear. And all Israel heard that say that Saul had smitten the garrison of the Philistines, and that Israel also was hand in, was had in abomination with the Philistines. And the people were called together after Saul to Gilgal. And the Philistines gathered themselves together to fight with Israel, thirty thousand chariots and six thousand horsemen, and people as the sand which is on the seashore in multitude. And they came up and pitched in Michmash eastward from Bethaven. When the men of Israel saw that they were in a strait, for the people were distressed, then the people did hide themselves in caves and in thickets and in rocks and in high places and in pits. And some of the Hebrews went over Jordan to the land of Gad and Gilead. As for Saul, he was yet in Gilgal, and all the people followed him trembling. And he tarried seven days according to the set time that Samuel had appointed. But Samuel came not to Gilgal, and the people were scattered from him. And Saul said, Whew! Bring hither a burnt offering to me, and peace offerings. And he offered the burnt offering. And it came to pass that as soon as he had made an end of offering the burnt offering, behold, Samuel came. And Saul went out to meet him, that he might salute him. And Samuel said, What hast thou done? And Saul said, Because I saw that the people were scattered from me, and that thou camest not within the days appointed, and that the Philistines gathered themselves together at Michmash, Therefore said I, the Philistines will come down now upon me to Gilgal, and I have not made supplication unto the Lord. I forced myself, therefore, and offered a burnt offering. And Samuel said to Saul, Thou hast done foolishly. Thou hast not kept the commandment of the Lord thy God, which he commanded thee. For now would the Lord have established thy kingdom upon Israel forever. But now thy kingdom shall not continue. The Lord hath sought him a man after his own heart, and the Lord hath commanded him to be captain over his people, because thou hast not kept that which the Lord commanded thee. So I just want to stop and take a moment right here. In verse 12 and 13, 
Saul says he forced himself to give an offering. The reason that this was such a grave error on his part is because God commanded only the priests to give an offering. Only the priests. There was a special place appointed for the priests. This was their position and Saul stepped out of it and took on the authority that God did not give him. He was being presumptuous. So, of course, we know the kingdom was ripped out of his hands. What a sad thing. But God appointed Saul to be the king, the captain over his, over the, uh, over the children of Israel, not to be the priest. He was not waiting. He was not, uh, it wasn't his place. It wasn't his place. So let's continue. Verse 15, and Samuel arose and got him up from Gilgal unto Gibeah of Benjamin. And Saul numbered the people that were present with him, about 600 men. And Saul and Jonathan, his son, and the people that were present with them abode in Gibeah of Benjamin. But the Philistines encamped in Michmash. And the spoilers came out of the camp of the Philistines in three companies. One company turned unto the way that leadeth to Ophrah unto the land of Shual, and another company turned the way to Beth Horon, and another company turned to the way of the border that looked to the valley of Zebuim toward the wilderness. Now there was no smith found throughout all the land of Israel, for the Philistines said, lest the Hebrews make them swords or spears. But all the Israelites went down to the Philistines to sharpen every man his share, his share and his coulter and his axe and his mattock. Yet they had Yet they had a file for the mattocks and for the coulters and for the forks and for the axes and to sharpen the goads. So it came to pass in the day of battle that there was neither sword nor spear found in the hand of any of the people that were with Saul and Jonathan. But with Saul and with Jonathan, his son was there found. And the garrison of the Philistines went out to the passage of Michmash. First Samuel chapter 14. Now it came to pass upon a day that Jonathan, the son of Saul, said unto the young man that bare his armor, Come and let us go over to the Philistines' garrison that is on the other side. But he told not his father. And Saul tarried in the uttermost part of Gibeah under a pomegranate tree, which is in Migron. And the people that were with him were about 600 men. And Ahiah, the son of Ahitub, Ichabod's brother, the son of Phinehas, the son of Eli, the Lord's priest in Shiloh, wearing an ephod. And the people knew not that Jonathan was gone. And between the passages which by which Jonathan sought to go over unto the Philistines' garrison, there was a sharp rock on the one side and a sharp rock on the other side. And the name of the one was Bozes, and the name of the other, Sena. The forefront of the one was situate northward over against Michmash, and the other southward over against Gibeah. And Jonathan said to the young man that bare his armor, Come, and let us go over unto the garrison of these uncircumcised. It may be that the Lord will work for us, for there is no restraint to the Lord to save by many or by few. And his armor bearer said unto him, Do all that is in thine heart. Turn thee. Behold, I am with thee according to thy heart. Then said Jonathan, Behold, we will pass over unto these men, and we will discover ourselves unto them. If they say thus unto us, tarry until we come to you, then we will stand still in our place and will not go up unto them.
But if they say thus, come up unto us, then we will go up, for the Lord hath delivered them into our hand, and this shall be a sign unto us. And both of them discovered themselves unto the garrison of the Philistines. And the Philistines said, Behold, the Hebrews come forth out of the holes where they had hid themselves. And the man of the garrison answered Jonathan and his armor bearer and said, Come up to us and we will show you a thing. And Jonathan said unto his armor bearer, Come up after me, for the Lord hath delivered them into the hand of Israel. And Jonathan climbed up upon his hand and upon his feet, and his armor-bearer after him. And they fell before Jonathan, and his armor-bearer slew after him. And that first slaughter which Jonathan and his armor-bearer made was about twenty men, within, as it were, an half-acre of land which a yoke of oxen might plow. And there was trembling in the host in the field, and among all the people, the garrison and the spoilers, they also trembled, and the earth quaked. So it was a very great trembling. And the watchmen of Saul and Gibeah of Benjamin looked, and behold, the multitude melted away, and they went on beating down one another. Then said Saul unto the people that were with him, Number now, and see who is gone from us. And when they had numbered, behold, Jonathan and his armor-bearer were not there. And Saul said unto Ahiah, Bring hither the ark of God, for the ark of God was at that time with the children of Israel. And it came to pass, while Saul talked unto the priest, that the noise that was in the host of the Philistines went on and increased. And Saul said unto the priest, Withdraw thine hand. Whew. And Saul and all the people that were with him assembled themselves, and they came to the battle. And behold, every man's sword was against his fellow, and there was a great discomfiture. Moreover, the Hebrews that were with the Philistines before that time, which went up with them into the camp from the country round about, even they also turned to be with the Philistines that were with Saul and Jonathan. Likewise, all the men of Israel, which had hid themselves in Mount Ephraim, when they heard that the Philistines fled, even they also followed hard after them in the battle. So the Lord saved Israel that day, and the battle passed over unto beth -Avon. And the men of Israel were distressed that day, for Saul had adjured the people, saying, Cursed be the man that eateth any food until evening, that I may be avenged on mine enemies. So none of the people tasted any food. And all that they, excuse me, and all they of the land came to a wood, and there was honey upon the ground. And when the people were come into the wood, behold, the honey dropped. But no man put his hand to his mouth, for the people feared the oath. But Jonathan heard not when his father charged the people with the oath. Wherefore he put forth the end of the rod with his that was in his hand and dipped it in a honeycomb and put his hand to his mouth and his eyes were enlightened. Then answered one of the people and said, Thy father straightly charged the people with an oath saying, Cursed be the man that eateth any food this day. And the people were faint. Then said Jonathan, My father hath troubled the land. See, I pray you, how mine eyes have been enlightened, because I tasted a little of this honey. How much more, if haply the people had eaten freely today of the spoil of their enemies which they found? For had there not been now a much greater slaughter among the Philistines? And they smote the Philistines that day from Michmash to Ajalon, and the people were very faint. And the people flew upon the spoil, and took sheep and oxen and calves, and slew them on the ground, and the people did eat them with the blood. Then they told Saul, saying, Behold, the people sin, the people sin, 
against the Lord and that they eat with the blood. And he said, ye have transgressed, roll a great stone unto me this day. And Saul said, disperse yourselves among the people and say unto them, bring me hither every man his ox and every man his sheep and slay them here and eat and sin not against the Lord in eating with the blood. And all the people brought every man his ox with him that night and slew them there. And Saul built an altar unto the Lord. The same was the first altar that he built unto the Lord. And Saul said, Let us go down after the Philistines by night and spoil them unto the morning light. And let us not leave a man of them. And they said, Do whatsoever seemeth good unto thee. Then said the priest, Let us draw near hither unto God. And Saul asked counsel of God, Shall I go down after the Philistines? Wilt thou deliver them into the hand of Israel? But he answered him not that day. And Saul said, Draw ye near hither all the chief of the people, and know and see wherein this sin hath been this day. For as the Lord liveth, which saveth Israel, though it be in Jonathan my son, he shall surely die. But there was not a man among all the people that answered him. Then said he unto all Israel, Be ye on one side, and I and Jonathan my son will be on the other side. And the people said unto Saul, Do what seemeth good unto thee. Therefore Saul said unto the Lord God of Israel, Give a perfect lot. And Saul and Jonathan were taken, but the people escaped. And Saul said, Cast lots between me and Jonathan, my son. And Jonathan was taken. Then Saul said to Jonathan, Tell me what thou hast done. And Jonathan told and told him and said, I did but taste a little honey with the end of the rod that was in mine hand, and lo, I must die. And Saul answered, God do so and more also, for thou shalt surely die, Jonathan. And the people said unto Saul, Shall Jonathan die who hath wrought this great salvation in Israel? God forbid, as the Lord liveth, there shall not one hair of his head fall to the ground, for he hath wrought with God this day. So the people rescued Jonathan, that he died not. Then Saul went up from following the Philistines, and the Philistines went to their own place. So Saul took the kingdom over Israel and fought against all his enemies on every side against Moab and against the children of Ammon and against Edom and against the kings of Zobah and against the Philistines and whithersoever he turned himself, he vexed them. And he gathered in host and smote the Amalekites and delivered Israel out of the hands of them that spoiled them. Now the sons of Saul were Jonathan and Ishui and Milkishua and the names of his two daughters were these, the names of the firstborn Merab, and the name of the younger, Michael. And the name of Saul's wife was Ahinoam, the daughter of Ahimaaz. And the name of the captain of his host was Abner, the son of Ner, Saul's uncle. And Kish was the father of Saul, and Ner, the father of Abner, was the son of Abiel. And there was sore war against the Philistines all the days of Saul. And when Saul saw any strong man or any valiant man, he took him unto him. So friends, that is the end of today's installment. We read the book of 1 Samuel chapter 12, 13, and 14. Now tomorrow we're going to be reading about when Saul was rejected as king. We've already seen and hear that Saul has committed great sin against the Lord, but Saul seems to not be getting it. Um, and we need to use this as an example for ourselves. Look at what God shows us and let's get it. When he speaks to us, let's heed what he's saying. He warns us. God is not a God that will ever, ever, ever do something 
without warning you. He always warns his people. He always does. Maybe he'll warn you in a dream. Maybe he'll speak to your spirit. Maybe he'll send someone to say it to you, but he always warns us. So let's open up our eyes. This is why I always pray that we open the Lord. One of the reasons I always pray that the Lord will open up our eyes. Number one, the Holy Spirit always leads me to pray that because he knows that that's what we need. We need opened eyes so that we're not blind to what's going on around us. The enemy will blind you if you allow him to. And that's what the enemy wants. But God is a God who gives us first, second, third, fourth, fifth, and on down chances. If we'll just turn to him and not turn away from him, God will deliver you out of the hands of every enemy that you have. So the enemy really, the beginning of the all of all enemies is Satan. So the truth is it's the enemy. Not even really a bunch of different enemies. That's in the physical realm. But in the spirit realm, it's the enemy, Satan. And the way we combat him is we obey God. God will use us. He will deliver us. He will bless us through our obedience. And God will also give us his word. And all we've got to do is, because you know we have authority, is speak with authority in the office that we hold, the office that we hold as a Christian in Jesus Christ. The devil's not afraid of you or me. Remember in the Bible where he says, Jesus I know, Paul I know, but who are thee? Remember when the, um, the, the, the Jews, the vagabond Jews went and they tried to cast out, they tried to perform an exorcism is what it says in the word, in the book of Acts. And the demon went after that man and trampled him and took off his clothes and everybody heard about it forever and ever. It said it was a, like a cautionary tale. He said, Jesus, I know, Paul, I know, but who are you? If you are one of the Lord's, you have authority. Don't take the authority. Don't think you've got it yourself because I don't have any authority in and of myself. Michelle Donatian is nobody, but with Jesus Christ, oh, the really, all it really is, is the Jesus in me. That's what it is. It's the Jesus in you. It's not even Jesus and Michelle. It's Jesus. End of the sentence. So friends, I just come before the Lord with, uh, about you right now. I'm going to just pray. And I just want you to remember this, be encouraged that God has got you in his hands. Do not be discouraged and share this with your children. They need to know the truth as well. They need to stand in the authority that God has given them. If they have accepted Jesus Christ as their savior, they have authority. They have authority. When I was a little girl, I used to hear noises in my room, in my house. It was demons. I didn't know that back then. All I knew is it terrified me. But what I know now is, had I known the word of God, I could have just cast them out because I would have had that authority. You don't know what you don't know. But now I know, and I share it with you. I shared it with my daughter. I shared it with those children that live with me because I wanted them to know the truth. Once you accept Jesus Christ as your personal savior, you have authority and he will rise up within you because once you have Jesus as your personal savior, your spirit and his spirit are one. It's the Holy Spirit within you. That's why you have the authority. You have the authority to cast out every demon that there is. You have the authority to cast out the devil, to, to, to resist him. You fight him with the word of God. That's what you have the authority to do. Jesus did it. He said, for as it is written, 
Go into the word of God and read in the book of Luke. You can even go back and listen um, to hear about the about Luke and what what happened with God when he was out on the four, in the 40 days or for 40 days, excuse me, for 40 days and the enemy Satan tempted him and he didn't say, "Don't you know who I am? Don't you know I'm Jesus?" No, he didn't say that. He used the word of God. We're supposed to follow Jesus and if that's what Jesus did, then you better believe that's what you and I need to do. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lift up your hands to receive what God has for you. And I want to say this before I pray. Every word, every bit of the word of God that you get within your spirit, man, is going to strengthen you. And it's so important. The Bible says to be strong and have a good courage. I was listening to uh, or, or listening to that pastor. Um, you may have heard of him, uh, the German pastor Wormbrandt. I believe his first name is Richard, but I don't know. The, the last name was Wormbrandt, and he's the one who founded Voice of the Martyrs, and he wrote a book called Tortured for Christ. And there's even a movie that I, I just saw uh, is supposed to be coming out soon. Um, I, I don't know when it's going to be released, but you can like watch it online. Um, for free uh, on a certain day. I think it's February 25th. If you want to Google that, you can if you want to watch it. I haven't seen the movie, but I've heard his testimony. And one of the things he said was when he was on his way, being when the, 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 the I guess you call them the KGB, I don't know who they were, but the government kidnapped him and was taking him on his way. And he knew what was going to happen. He knew because he came against the communist government that they were going to torture him. And he knew what was in store for him. And he knew it was going to even be worse and more unimaginable than he could even imagine because they all heard stories. You know, this was during the time of the world war, but he asked the people, what is today? What is today? And they told him reluctantly. And he said at that moment, he remembered that there were, he said there were 366 scriptures in the Bible that talked about being strong and being encouraged in the Lord, being strong and of good courage. It didn't use the exact words, be strong and of good courage, but be, to be strong. So I have not personally studied those out. And I want to do that because if the, if the God that we serve wants us to do that, I've, as many times as I've seen it in his word, I know he wants us to get the picture. And if that is true, which I believe it is, what an amazing God we serve, even more amazing than we even thought. But that man, he had it right. He remembered scripture and every day he took that word he couldn't read it because they wouldn't let him. He was in a, you know, he was being tortured for Jesus Christ. So why would they give him a Bible? But he had studied scripture and he remembered those scriptures and they would, he, the Lord would remind him, the Holy Spirit would remind him and he would be strengthened and be strengthened and be strengthened and be strengthened. And that right there is an encouragement to you. That's an encouragement to you and an encouragement to me. God wanted us to be strong, but how do we do it? With his word. We are strengthened by his word. So this is why. The Lord God has me here reading this scripture to you because it will strengthen you. It will strengthen your children. It will strengthen your wife. It will strengthen your husband, your uncles and your uncles, your uncles and your aunts and everyone around you because it's the word. It's living. It's powerful. So I encourage you to share this with them. Share this with anybody that you can. And I mean anybody. The word of God will change their lives and it'll change yours. And it's already changed mine. Let's go before the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, 
I thank you for each and every one here that listened today. Father, I lift them up before you and ask you in the name of Jesus to touch their hearts, Lord. Take away the heart of stone and give them a heart of flesh, Lord God, that they may receive everything that you shared in your word here today. Everything you say in your word, Lord God, that they may receive it and it will transform their lives. Strengthen their prayer lives, Lord, in the name of Jesus and encourage each and every one in the Holy Spirit. Lord God, I thank you. I give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus name and all God's people said, amen. So you may have noticed that um, the last uh, day that I recorded was on Saturday. And so we had some things happening going on that I did not record for um, Sunday or or record just the word for Sunday um, and Monday. But of course, today for Tuesday, you've got the word here as well. And I did not put the Sunday morning meeting um, on as the Lord led me not to that day. So I didn't. But you can, of course, go to my Facebook page, um, Michelle Donatian Ministries, and find it there. You can also go to my YouTube channel, Michelle Donatian Ministries, and find it there as well. So God bless you, friends. You can share this by this podcast by going to anchor.fm. Uh, you can click and, and share the link. If you have Anchor, the Anchor app, you can, of course, share it that way. But you can also leave me a prayer request. If you have any prayer requests, I'd love to pray for you. The, my email address is michelledonatianministries at outlook.com. So I just want to thank you for joining me. I hope you've enjoyed it. I know the word of God has changed your life. I've enjoyed spending this time with you. Until tomorrow again. At 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. God bless you. I love you.